0: To today's episode of Content Creation Made Easy. I'm your host Jen Liddy. Today I'm talking with a person who is an idea machine. Every time I talk to this friend, she has an idea. She has a new strategy. She has a new huge thing she wants to get going on. and I love talking to her because I'm a more plodding get it done kind of person like a robot. And she's always swirling with a million ideas. So we're actually pretty complementary to each other. And this is Phyllis Nichols. And I need you to understand that Phyllis is not only like, I do not only know Phyllis in the fact that she she and her team produce my podcast, but I've been in a mastermind with Phyllis. I've worked one on one with her before. She helps me, I help her. So we've got a very deep level of knowledge of each other. And one day, I guess a couple of weeks ago, maybe two months ago, she sent this email. I'm on her email list. And she was talking about what happens beyond no like and trust in your, when you're creating content. And I was like, what, wait a second. I, what are you talking about?" And I just loved what she had to say because beyond no like and trust, very few of us ever go into that forest. So what is beyond the no like and trust? We assume it's by. And I don't know. I can't wait to talk to you, Phyllis, about this because I know that in twenty twenty two as we head into twenty three, buying is a much longer journey for people. And so I want to introduce to you Phyllis Nichols. She is the owner of Sound Advice Strategy. She and her husband, Kelvin, own that. They have a great team working to produce podcasts, but today we're not necessarily talking about podcasts. Podcasts are a great way to do, I think, some of what we're talking about today. But I just want to say hi, Phyllis, and thanks for being here after that very long introduction.
1: Well, hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, really happy to be here. And you know, I love talking to you. Every time I talk with you, I'm like, I walk away with a lot of good ideas on my own. You have a lot of good ideas too. So yeah, I'm thrilled. And I was really excited when you emailed and said, hey, this sort of hit a chord. Let's talk about it. So um,
0: I'm happy to do it. Great. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about, first of all, what it means to go beyond the no like and trust factor. What else is there?
1: Right. So I actually want to give credit where it's due. I learned this actually from John Jantz. He's written a number of books. He's an he's an amazing marketer. I believe his his brand he's known for is called Duct Tape Marketing. Oh yeah. At any rate, um, we worked with Duct Tape Marketing for about a year, and so this is a concept that I learned from him, which is. Know, like, and trust, which I think we're all familiar with. Everybody, we've all heard that and we all really kind of think and kind of just intrinsically understand that, that that's got to come first. So he added to that and he calls it the um, marketing Hourglass. Mm -hmm. So if we think about no, like, and trust, we actually see that as the funnel, right? We and we, so the top of that, the funnel is sort of like the top of the hourglass. And then there's the narrow part of the hourglass, and then it, right, the traditional hourglass expands again at the bottom. So after no, like, and trust, he identified try, buy, repeat, and refer. Mm -hmm. Ideally, in a perfect world, right, we would have content for all of those steps in our process at some point. And again, in a perfect scenario, right? Clients would go from the beginning, the know, like, and trust, and they would just move right on through to the trying and buying and so on. And sometimes that's exactly what happens. But what I mentioned in that email, and and I think what you, I think would be helpful to talk about is, you know, most of us stop after know, like, and trust content, and some of us do some sales content, right? Like we might have sales pages and things specifically um, created to sell, but even some people don't really even do that. So I want people to really just go beyond no like, and trust and to know there's safe, easy ways to do that because that's really what your people are looking for.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about this visual of the hourglass. It makes a lot of sense to me. The top of the funnel is no like, and trust. So what happens in that middle piece where the hourglass glass gets more narrow? Why is it slow down?
1: I think that's where it's try and buy, right? Because we know, for example, um, at the top of the funnel, at the top of the hourglass, right? We might be connected with hundreds or maybe even thousands of people online, right? You have a very large following, you know, like all these different people are maybe reading your emails or following you on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, Right. And so there's that, that's that represents, I think the top of the hourglass where it's really large and the narrow part just means, you know, those are the people who've actually chosen to move forward with you and buying and buying your services, buying your products, hiring you, you know, whatever that looks like for you and your business.
0: I like that because people are struggling to take action, even though that's what we, so at the beginning of the journey, taking action looks like listening to the podcast, opening the email and then we get to the point where there's a big slowdown and we want them to take different kinds of action.
1: That's right. And we want to make it really easy. So two things come into play. One, I think is just our own, from a marketer standpoint, right? That We're marketing something, whether it's a book or a course or whatever that is, right? So you know, we assume, I think a lot of times, or we're hopeful, I think. That if we just put enough great information out there, and we show up, and we're really nice, and we're kind, and we're helpful, and we're genuinely, gen, and and literally, there's so many people who are genuinely just as generous and lovely as they can be. We're hoping, right, that everybody will just automatically go, oh, hey, I should buy some stuff from this person, or I should hire this person. Right, and sometimes that happens, right? Someone sometimes that's exactly what happens, but it doesn't happen often enough. So what we need to do is really help people along the journey. You know, Jen, I love sales. So one thing I want people to know moving forward into trying and try content in particular is that people love to buy. People really do. Like we love to buy things. We love to invest. We love to invest in ourselves and our, our business. We love to buy things for our kids and our families and our homes. Like we love to buy. So buying isn't the hurdle. I think that we we sometimes think it is. Yeah. I just want people to feel encouraged by that, but I think that's where try content then can become so helpful.
0: There's something that you said, this is a quote directly back to you, selling is making an offer and giving someone the chance to say yes. And I think that try, we're going to talk in a minute about what trying looks like, but if your try has a price tag attached to it, you don't need to feel gross or bad about that.
1: No, right. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that quote up because I mean, I, first of all, I truly believe that I, I just know in my heart, that's really what sales really is. It's not about manipulating people or anything, but and also giving them a chance to say, yes, we're also giving them the space to do that, right? We're giving them the space to really maybe make a decision. Like, should I invest in myself? Should I go ahead and do this? Should I, you know, like, does that make sense? Like sometimes totally. like, people just need that space. Like, oh, like Jen wants to work with me. Like Jen would like for me to be in her group. Like sometimes that need to be invited in. Right. So that sometimes I think many of us are so concerned about like offending or for people feeling that we're trying to be pushy in our sales approach. When in fact, I think most of the time, you know, people are just waiting to be invited and we're not
0: inviting them. I remember years ago. I knew two women who were in the financial services realm, and I knew both of them equally well. I liked both of them equally well. One made an offer for my husband and I to come in and sit down and talk about it, and the other never did. And she later said to me, oh, you're working with her. Oh, that's really interesting. I just assumed that since John was who he was and does the kind of work he does, that you didn't need a financial planner. So I never asked you to come in. And that's the perfect example of what you're talking about here that that come in and have a conversation. And we're gonna we can talk more about like what other kind of try is, but it's, I was never invited in, it would never have occurred to me. I don't know if I was the right person for her. I don't know if she worked with people like me, right? Right, exactly. We're not giving people that space. You know, we're
1: we're leaving a lot up to chance, right? Yeah. We're leaving. and And sometimes again, as a consumer, I'm sitting over here going, gosh, You know, I really wish Jen would let me know how I could hire her, or I really wish I, you know, this personal trainer over here that's doing such a great job with my friend. I really wish I knew if they were taking new clients or whatever, right? And we're not, we're just not getting the invitation or we don't have the space to make that decision.
0: So let's talk about what try kind of content looks like. You had some great examples that I had never really thought of, Warby Parker, for example. So can we just start there and kind of expand?
1: Sure, of course. So yeah, Warby Parker is such a great, example, right? Because they just totally blew up an entire industry, right? With their whole concept of, hey, we'll just send you some frames to your house and you can just try them on in the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. And then you can see what you like. And then you can, you right? You're trying them and then you're going to send back and you're, are you're going to buy, you know, I bet you some people buy them all, right? Or you're going to send back the ones you don't like and you're going to keep the ones you like. Like, hello, <laughs> what? how, right? Like that's just, you know, in hindsight, it seems like the simplest solution ever, right? But it wasn't. I mean, people just didn't think about it before that. So, for people who are sitting there going, okay, but I'm not Warby Parker. So, mm. what do I do? So, try content. There's two things. One, again, you're just, you're literally giving people the chance to take the next step to try on, you know, to try whatever it is you're offering. For you as a marketer, you know, in the best scenario is you are also going to be put, your best foot forward. You're going to really, this is your chance to sort of dazzle somebody again, not in an insincere way, but to really give them some of your best stuff. So they get a really true sense of what it might be to work with you or what it might be to buy your product or what have you, or attend your event, whatever that might be. So we want to go into it with that mindset. Like what could I do that could really wow somebody? Mm -hmm. And also give them like a really great taste. So we go back to some try content. Like one of the things like, look, I'm a huge Costco fan, right? And what what are the things they do, right? They have people giving you literal samples of food and going, oh, hey, try this, try this. And you know, I should call them someday and find out the statistics on this. But I'm sure they know for sure when they Mm. have you sample the little pretzel balls with butter or whatever they are. They probably see the sale. They know the sales of those things are going to go up by X percent, right? Because right. they know when you've, you've gotten a sample and you got to try it and they know like obviously you're just going to go, those are really good and you're going to buy them. But some other examples of try content, you know, Jen, you do this really well. So you have done both free and paid like little mini courses where you take one piece of the, the things that you teach you take a very specific part of that, not your whole program, right, but a very specific part, and you teach that and you break it down for people. That's amazing try content.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if, if there are people who are like service providers, you know I think that's a really great way to do it. I think again, there's another another person I know, one of our other podcast clients, her name is Shannon, and she runs a website Academy. It's a one year group kind of thing, training program. And one of the things that she does is she does these monthly calls where she literally like you do, and she supports her students basically. And she supports them and answers questions and walks through scenarios and provides templates. And these calls every, I think it's every week or every couple of weeks are really meaty. Like they really cover a lot of information and she's very generous and answers all these questions. And so about once a quarter, she invites people who are not paid members of the group to listen in to one of those calls and to mm-hmm. see what would it really be like to be part of this this group and this community i think it's you know amazing it doesn't cost her anything to do it the other people in the group i think actually really support it they a couple of them get to share their personal story it's a nice benefit for everybody and As somebody listening in, I, you know, then I have a really great opportunity to decide: like, does this sound like it's right for me? Does this kind of group vibe fit for me? Do I feel like I fit in, or maybe I don't feel like I fit in, and now I know I can make another choice. But I think that's a great option.
0: I love so far. You've talked about products, physical products. You've talked about information, perhaps a piece of your program that somebody could get an early win on. You've also talked about an experience. Come into the call and see if this feels right. And the, I love that because it's really hard for people to trust another person today in this online world. It's oh. hard for them to trust themselves too, because they've either yeah. gotten burned or they've overcommitted or they're overcapacity. And the question really is, is this really going to move the needle for whatever I needed to do? And sometimes you've read the whole sales page. You have followed the person for so long. But you maybe haven't thought to answer a question that you don't even know you need to ask until you have the experience. For example, I was invited into a networking group. They meet every single week. This thing runs like clockwork, it's like a military precision ship. And I was like, oh, you know what? I could use some more networking, I could meet some more people. So I went to the first call, and the experience I had informed me of so much about the people on that call and how it was run, but I never would have been able to even ask those questions about the environment or the diversity of the people who were in there or how it was approached until I had tried it. So that is another benefit that you give to people when you let them into an experience that maybe they would never have had unless they, like, even reading the whole sales page can't give you that kind of information.
1: Yeah. That's right. And I think that's a great example. So if there are people listening who have communities or who hold events, some sort of trial version of that could be just the perfect thing that somebody's waiting for. Um, And maybe you do it. I like my friend Shannon does it. I think just kind of quarterly. It's not certainly not every month. It's just on occasion. I think to some other easy stuff. So I also don't want people to feel like this always has to be free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be giving things away. So I know that you have run some of your, you've run a couple of your trainings at low cost, very accessible, very low cost, very reasonable cost. People have something invested in it, right? So we know when we sign up for free training, sometimes people don't show up. Mm-hmm. But if I've paid for it, I'm probably going to show up and actually participate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, but I still get to try it out right before I'm making maybe a four or five figure investment with you. I think that is really helpful. And I also think if you're somebody who's like, well, this is all great, but I don't have a group. There are other things that you can do. I'd like to mention just two more. One would be literally opening the doors or giving somebody a taste like, so again, authors do this all the time, right? Where they'll give you a free chapter of their book um, and you get on the email list. I think and I have to bring up podcasting. So I think podcasting is, is one way that you can help people try. Jen is first of all, one great example. Jen teaches on her show. She's done coaching live on her show where she's literally working with a client and and walking through some steps to help them get clarity on their message, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. So it's very clear what working with you would be like.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think that's a good example. There's another person that i know that has uh, she does high end coaching it's a pretty significant investment and so she has three she says before we even book a discovery call i need you to listen to these three podcasts one of them is like here's what working with me is like and she kind of goes through that the second one is um where she's actually talking to one of her clients and sharing basically sort of a testimonial sort of a success story and the third one is where she talks again about kind of the process and what to expect and what you should be prepared to do as well, and then if you know, after you listen to these three shows, you know if you still feel like this might be a good fit for you, and you might want to take the next step in the investment process, which is getting on a call that doesn't cost any money, right? But it's so it's great for her, right? She's clarifying people that want to come in, but also people are getting a true sense of what it's like, you know, how she talks about things, the way she approaches her business, all those kinds of things. And this is asynchronous, right? She tells everybody to listen to this first. They c- I can do it on my time and it's convenient for me. And she's not, you know, maybe on the phone talking with somebody trying to explain all this initial stuff. So when you get on a call with her, like you already really know a lot about her and what she's going to do and what that call is going to be like, then you, know, you can quickly start talking about things that are really important. Like if I'm going to make an investment with you, here's some other questions that I have that I really need to have answered. or I really want to
0: know. Wow. Those are great ideas. I love that. Does she find that people engage with the listening or do they, maybe some people engage with it, but some people bypass it and just want to book with her. Like, you know, there's all different kinds of people in our audiences.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Obviously she can't, I mean, test to see if somebody really does, but I I think it's pretty clear though, if people come on and they have really basic questions about what working with her is like. hmm she covers really clearly on the podcast and she probably gets an indication like, Oh, you probably didn't listen to that information. I mean, it's not, it's not required, but I think it's helpful. And again, totally. as a consumer, right. I don't always but giving the option to kind of do my own investigating on my own time when it feels comfortable for me and I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm more likely, probably as a consumer, I'm usually going to take that step, unless maybe I've already decided I want to work with this person, or maybe I feel like I just need a shortcut. I don't know. I mean, certainly consumer behavior, sometimes like we all do that. We're like, I'm just going to schedule the call, whatever. Totally. Yeah. and I mean, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just, again, for those of us who would like a little more information, who want to get some questions answered before we feel like we're on the spot, or we're taking up somebody's time, or taking even our own time, Right you know, I want more information. That's what try information is for, right? If I listen to those podcast episodes and they don't jive with me and I'm like, okay, I don't even like the way she talks about this. Or maybe it's just like, you know, we're not, and everybody's not for everybody. Right. And so maybe I'm like, she seems like a perfectly lovely person, but this is not going to be right for me. Like i you know, whatever. I just doesn't feel like I'm going to click with that person. yeah, then it's ok. Like she hasn't spent a lot of time with me. I haven't felt weird putting any, you know, I don't feel put on the spot or you know that kind of thing. I'm not yeah. divulging information about my business to someone that I don't feel like I want to work with. that mm-hmm. kind of thing.
0: There's so many ways that I feel that podcasting and well voice specifically could be an easy way for people to try so there are people out there who want to see your stuff on video and they want to read the transcript and they want to read the captions right there's plenty of people who want to see the video and then there's people who just want to have it in their ears mm-hmm. so giving people an options right and i think an important option is having people be able to hear your voice i can imagine so the example that you just gave about the pre setting up a call but also have, maybe having a private podcast with like three or four really actionable Items they could be they could be connected to your welcome series, or they could even be something that somebody opts in for. There's so many ways. And so if you I'm I'm just putting this out there because I know Phyllis is an idea machine and she can make anything happen and her team is incredible. And if you're thinking about oh, taking so nice. some of your try content and turning it into audio to use, it's a really passive way for people to connect with you. I love the the point that Phyllis is making here. Without feeling like somebody's hovering over you, it's like you know when you take a test drive and the salesman's in the car, and you're just like, I need to like, I need to drive this longer, and I want to listen again, and I want, but like really, it's like being able to take a test drive on your own without somebody in the car with you, or go through an open house for without the realtor right. like hovering over you.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jen, that's so great. Those open houses and test drives were also on my list of try content. But you're so right, right? Like sometimes, like, that's not neither one of those. Sometimes I think open houses can be comfortable. Most realtors will be like, I'll leave you alone. Come find me when you're done. Yeah. But not all the time. Anyway, yeah. But the test drive thing, right? Like, they're in the back seat and you're like, oh my God, are they judging me as a driver? You know, they think I'm like, right? It's totally uncomfortable. Right. At least it is for me. I haven't done that in a while, but.
0: But I'm going to just put a plug for repurposing here. So even if you did an audio piece of try content, you could record yourself doing it on video and repurpose that. You could download the audio and create a transcript. So people who want to read can read it. And then you can have it as a private podcast or even host it on your website that is produced beautifully. So it sounds great and people can listen to it. So there's ways to repurpose all of this Content that you're creating so people can try it in lots of different ways. Yeah, that's so smart,
1: Jen. You're right.
0: And here's the other thing too. So if you're putting out amazing,
1: no like and trust content, and I find you because I'm searching for something over on Pinterest or wherever, and and your stuff pops up. You know, we've all done this, right? We go down the rabbit hole. And the next thing you know, I'm clicking. I'm on your website now. I'm looking at some other information, and I'm I'm figuring out like what does their website look like. But if there's a huge big thing at the top that says, start here, try mm. this first, or yeah, basically almost like the, here's my free sample. We don't, we're not going to call it that, but you might want to just be like, you know, want to know more, start here. Love that. Most of the time, like if I am truly interested and I'm really doing a little bit of research, I'm going to click on that. I'm going to check it out. And maybe it takes me right to a video that you've done. And there's a link also for audio, whatever. Yeah, right? Like so easy. This is, set it up one time. It doesn't have to take a ton of energy. It could be content that you've already created. You're now just really positioning it. So it's easy for me to find and consume when I'm ready. And now I'm all of a sudden, again, and we're talking about that funnel, right? So once we go from try content, we're much more likely to buy. So when, when somebody has tried something and then most of the time you probably want to have it be some sort of an opt-in if you can, right? So now you can go, oh. Somebody checked out my try content. Mm -hmm. Right. They raised their hand. They expressed interest. I'm gonna make sure I have some sort of email follow-up. And you might even want to try like a personal one where you do and again, this depends on you know what you're selling. If it's a high investment course though, I think it'd be worth doing even like a little oh, what's that video service? Like Loom? Well, it could be Loom, but the other one I'm trying to think of, where you can send it to them and they can reply back. All of a sudden my brain just i don't know one's called boomerang but that's not the one oh, i'm thinking about
0: i know what you're talking about bomb bomb
1: yeah something like that there's a couple so you know where you record like a short video specifically going hey jen i saw that you took my my free course, or I saw that you checked out my $27, how to get started, whatever, whatever thing. And I'm going to send you a personal, maybe like 60 second little video saying, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got your questions answered. If you'd like to know more, you know, the next step would be to do this, to you know, set up a call or check out this other information. Yeah. Again, that's fairly high, that's obviously high touch. And if you're getting hundreds of people opting in, that's not going to be scalable. But if you have a, you know, if you're running a really Expensive coaching program or something like that, um, or you're trying to sell a house, yeah, you're probably going to make that call, right? And right. be like, hey, I saw that you checked out our information. You know, what questions do you have? How can we help? Right.
0: Phyllis, thank you so much. Where can people get in touch with you to either work with you or start to get to know, like, and trust you?
1: Ah, thank you, Jen. So you can check us out at com And if you want to go to SoundDeviceStrategies.com/slash try. We actually have a post with a lot of this information and even more examples and links to some other examples so that you can sort of see what I would encourage people. You know, if you have a product, like, is there a Warby Parker kind of thing you could do? Like, see, you know, try on some of these things and see how they might fit for you. And, you know, give people the chance to find out how great you are. Yeah,
0: I love that. Thanks, Phyllis, for Coming on, not only to talk about the idea of it, but to give you're always really good with specifics and it's fun to just go back and forth. So I want to plug Phyllis's company, Sounded by Strategies, because if you are looking to do a podcast and you've been feeling intimidated about doing a podcast because there's quote unquote so many podcasts, Phyllis has information on how many podcasts are actually going. And if you have been wanting to get your podcast up there, this is a great time to do it. And so I highly recommend the team at Sounded by Strategies. They always have my back. They're flexible and they're just pretty incredible.
1: Oh, thank you, Jen. Well, you are a great client to work with. And you know I, you know, I'm a personal fan of your show and I listen to it all the time. And it's great. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, I love talking about this stuff.
0: Thanks, Phyllis. I'll see everyone next week. Thanks for showing up for content creation made easy. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.